Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily. Hey, 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 or actually I should say, ho, 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 Michelle. Oh, Emily, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It is, we're doing our, we're celebrating Christmas and holidays, everything Absolutely. holidays, you know? So, um, how are you? Well, I'm fantastic. You know, this is my favorite time of year. Yeah, I you do know. know. Mm-hmm. I really have a difficult time taking down the tree. Yeah. I, and I think part of it's because I wait so long to put it up and then right. I can't let it go. So, you know, I've really only been without it for a few months, but I'm eager to start decorating and um, really deck the halls and walls in, in my home. Right, right. Well, when this episode comes out... Oh, uh, I will be fully decorated. Yes, you will yeah, be. So, for sure. Um, you'll need to make sure you post something on Instagram with the proof of your trees oh, or something like that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a wonderful holiday season. It's a little bit unique for me because this is going to be like the first holiday season in quite a few years that I'm a single, single woman. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I'm going to be, I've got a great bottle of champagne, <laughs> yeah. you know, on reserve and, right. you know, we'll see. It'll be a new experience. Well, yeah. you're welcome to come celebrate at my house. Oh. Thank you. If yeah, you, you do have that great breakfast quiche. I do. Yeah, we did do that. Uh, mm-hmm. We did make it for our listeners on the YouTube channel. Uh, How are you? I'm doing really well. I've, I am decorated as much as I will be decorated. Mm-hmm. The tree is up. The lights are up outside. Yeah, just... And you have family home. My son is home from school. William is back. He finished his first semester. We're really proud of him. He only has seven more semesters to go, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. Yeah. And it will fly by, right? Right. And then uh, Jacob is still home. He will be leaving at the end of this month to go yes. to Portland. So my daughter's flying in. My mom and Gary are coming for Christmas. So it should be a pretty full house. But there's always room at the oh, table. Oh, wonderful! There always yes. is. Um, yes. So as you as you know, and 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 for any of my listeners out there, yeah. there's always room, <laughs> extra room at the table. That's right. Just bring some good wine. Good wine you know? and some really great dessert would be fab. Ooh, uh, ooh, yeah. I can do that. So listen to this. I have just now invented my own pecan pie recipe. Oh, yeah? Yes. What makes yours different? Well, it's a lot different. Um, Okay. uh, Rather than using kind of that traditional Betty Crocker recipe that I grew up on and loved. I love it, yeah. Yeah, with the corn syrup base and... It's terrible it's for you, but wonderful. very, very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I switch it up. It's it's a maple syrup honey blend, and um, so it's still sweet, but it's got a little more depth of flavor. And there's a few other secrets in there. Yeah, we don't need to really you know, be able to. I want to list all of them, but this yeah. is some spices. Let's just say, and I'm adding rosemary into the crust. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Think about those like brown sugar rosemary lattes that you get yeah. at this time of year, and how yummy that is. Yeah, that's what's going on with this pie. Nice. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. So, so I'll bring that. Yeah. You're, uh, two. You okay, need to bring two right, pies right. because you know, just like with a good bottle of wine, sometimes you're like, oh, if I just could have like I one know. more piece. I know. And I don't need to eat the whole other pie. I just need one more piece. It's so true. And you know, let's face it. Like I'm, I'm gonna want some 
to take home and you're going to want some to leave. Right. leave. right. So you're right. right. Three so pies. <laughs> Three. Actually, <laughs> by the end of this podcast, it's going to be five. But you yeah. know. Hey. But then you'll make some that you just leave here. You won't even bring it. You're going to be like, I made this it's great true. pie, but I left it at home because I don't want anybody. It's I- my favorite breakfast. Pie, pie is for breakfast. Yes. How fun. Yeah. How fun it's is the that? one thing I'm not elevating with an egg. Like all the time I had leftovers, I'm just put an egg on it. Mm. But... Pie, pie is the one thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I know that you are pretty out there with some of the tastes you like to experiment with, but I'm yeah, I'm feeling much better knowing that you actually hold back from from that. So <laughs> I won't be I won't be quite as afraid to come over you for breakfast pie. You won't get the egg and pie surprise. <laughs> I won't, I won't. Well, I know Emily, we have a real fun we episode do. planned for everybody today, and we wanted to make sure everybody feels the joy of the season and celebrate how you want to celebrate uh but we're just gonna have some fun with it we're gonna read to you we're gonna do a dramatic reading of a classic krista christmas all-time favorite no not scrooge that would take forever right right but we're gonna do a dramatic reading of twas the night before christmas a visit and we have uh, raise the stakes mm-hmm. on this dramatic reading is that we have a bottle of wine and we have <laughs> and a little some, something extra, and a little something extra, <laughs> and all of that except for the little something extra. That bottle does not need to be gone, but the wine needs to be gone, and our glasses need to be gone, emptied before mm-hmm. we finish the dramatic, dramatic reading. reading. And intermixed within our dramatic reading, we're going to be teaching you some wonderful facts. About this season. We're doing some holiday trivia, complete with the right answer noise, (laughs) and then the wrong answer Mm -hmm. noise. (laughs) That just makes a wrong answer sound like fun. You know, originally we were like listening to these sounds that sound like something broke or like this, but I really love the fact that it's like Okay, you got it wrong, but you won't next time. You won't next time. You'll remember. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we've got going on. So I know you guys just love it when we uh, we do fun things like this. Yes. And, um, so grab a glass and join the party. Yeah, it's a full glass. Yes, because, definitely. Because, like, we have to finish the bottle before mm-hmm. we're done. Maybe mm-hmm. you should finish your bottle. Oh, I think so. During the whole episode. I think that's a really good plan. Now, so, yeah. So maybe we should talk about our pre-party a little bit. Sure. Emily, what are we <laughs> sipping to help give us the courage? I know. We needed a little liquid courage to get this episode going. You know, because dramatic reading, you know, that's, that's pretty intense. So um, we are drinking this beverage from Martell. It's called Blue Swift. It is a it's a it's, it's a beverage that's already made in a bottle, but its primary ingredient is VSOP cognac. So it's really really smooth. It's really delicious and wonderful French delicious drink that's actually finished in bourbon casks. So it really gives you these nuances of, you know, drinking something like an old fashioned or, you know, it's really one pretty sip yummy. and you're already warm. I know, which we need because yeah. it's a little it's it's the season in here. It's a, it's little, a little chilly, but a little we, frosty. Who knows in St. Louis, you know, we have <laughs> we have spring, summer and winter all in one day. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy now. Yeah. So let us uh, let us set the mood. Yeah, let's do it. The candles are Seven. lit. The fire is the fire is crackling. Ablaze. Uh, we're in a we're in our rocking chairs, but we're not old. 
I was just thinking, you're in your rocking chair. I'm in a plush, like cool, velvety, like Emily, chair with Emily brass is, arms. Uh, uh, reclining on the chaise lounge <laughs> with her, with her, her, her sheepskin. skin. Yes, and wow. houndstooth ottoman. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm and I'm in my I'm in my rocking chair and my flannel. <laughs> but anyway, ready? Yes. Here okay. we go. Okay. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. The stockings were hung. How hung were they? They were hung. Oh my God. Whew, I'm getting hot. (laughs) The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. Oh my gosh. How is he contributing to this well-hung stocking? (laughs) We have to keep listening. We have to keep reading, Emily. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. I, I find this really curious, Michelle, because, yeah. you know, visions of sugar plums, it's, it's like a candy. Like, this is the sweet thing that they're dreaming of that makes them all happy and joyous. I'm not so sure that's what I need in my sleep right before Christmas. Well, Emily, so this was written in the 1880s. <laughs> they didn't have Netflix. Uh, yeah. They didn't have DoorDash. They didn't have any, you know, I mean, the sugar plums, that was pretty much it. (laughs) What would be your version of a sugar plum? What would be the thing that would make you really excited to go to sleep at night and have visions of? That was edible? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) okay, okay, yeah, I guess we could make it an edible story. Edible, because sugar plums Mm -hmm. are edible. Mm -hmm. I would have to say probably something along the lines of wine and chocolate. Yeah. I I mean, I'm pretty pretty traditional like that. Okay, so with visions of of wine wine and chocolate. chocolate For the children, of course. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no, that's right, the children. (laughs) Oh, darn. Um, I guess we'd have to... Pizza. Pizza or big vats of... Oh, Ferrero Rocher. That's what they can okay. do. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm thinking like duck confit and risotto, you know. But again, <laughs> see, maybe not kid friends or children, Emily. Uh, okay. Oh my God, we're never going to get through this poem. <laughs> okay. All right. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap with a dramatic enough that was dramatic enough <laughs> and it was more like you know settling your brain for a long winter's nap is like the epitome of some kind of hibernation yeah you know? yeah like like you're just gonna rest it because yeah. in the spring we're gonna have to think about farming or whatever and that they had did in 1880 something and um they must have had some of this blue swift to help them get into that long winter snap yeah i gotta tell you and think about how how rare it would be to get Mm -hmm. like a little brandy like this Mm -hmm. at their home Mm -hmm. you know um again like we want this to be a positive thing we want people to start crying (laughs) about the folks back then they all had their alcohol Mm -hmm. come on mold Mm -hmm. wine there's so many great christmas beverages that come out of the holiday season i'm sure there must be some very fascinating foods and beverages that are you know inherent to the holiday are we are we feeling a trivia question come along here i feel like we are are you gonna ask me a trivia question i am i think we i think we need to you know let's 
think about this for a second. Which milk-based beverage is a, available around Oh, I know that. This. this one's pretty okay. easy. But go ahead, finish it. You know, it's based around the holidays, comes in both alcoholic and non-alcoholic versions. I'm going to say eggnog. I'm going to say that's a... That that's is, a point. You got it. You got it. All right. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me ask you, um, what about this one? What would you stick into an onion when following a traditional bread sauce recipe? Into a bread sauce recipe? What would you stick into an onion when following a traditional bread sauce recipe? Oh my, I'm going to have to say it's either like bay leaf or sage. Let me see. Cloves. Oh, oh my god! I got the wrong answer. Got the wrong answer. We know what that. Oh. <laughs> that would be oh. traditional. It wasn't Emily Lane um, oh, yeah. bread sauce recipe. No, that's true. It I was would, Emily I would definitely Lane. do something different. Yeah. Right. Well, let's give me another that's one. A curious one. Okay, so let's see here. Um, okay, since we were talking about visions of sugar plums. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? That's the answer of this. <laughs> curious one what is a female turkey called um is it not a hen what's the it is oh, oh my god that's are two you points. like you're like it's almost like we're playing cards against humanity like you are stacking the points that is i'm impressed I, he's up, impressed even too. pup agrees <laughs> i see this one question what would you be drinking if you had glue wine Oh. If I don't know how I'd say it right. Well, glue wine is kind of like a, isn't it like a, almost like a lager wine kind of beverage with all these spices. It's almost like a mold wine, but it's pretty high in octane. Let's see. Mold wine. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm like, I was just like in this whole thing. I'm like, just, you know. Don't ask me too many questions on the religion category. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. So but I would think food and wine would be mine, but I'm not. It's, it's not rocking for me. No, you're good. That's probably. <laughs> um, but if, if the, if the uh, audience at home is counting, Michelle has two points. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Emily I'm going to catch one. up. I will. I will. I will. Right. I guess, you know, it, this game is a little bit like with Cars Against Humanity, you are playing against your you know like you read you read your audience so you play the card that you think your audience is going to really get mm-hmm. so you know are you seeking out questions that you would that i think that you would know you would oh yeah so i nice did of you i did I, that's why i thought Aww. you would have known the spice question with with the with the whole and onion. the glue wine and, and the, the onion. onion yeah i didn't yeah I didn't. where did gingerbread houses start uh, i'm gonna say sweden Maybe that let would, me. That would be my guess. Let me, which find is why it. I would think you would know it. Yeah. Where okay. did gingerbread houses start? Germany. Oh, it's Germany. I'm sorry. Germany. I didn't oh. mean to throw you off. <laughs> so that's still counting. Michelle has two points. Emily has one point. Didn't I have two by now? No, you've only got one right. Oh man. Yeah. So I have two wrong and one right. Yes. Oh wow. And now I have two right, one wrong. What is the main course for a traditional Christmas dinner? Well, I guess it depends on what part of the world. Okay, Emily, this is traditional, <laughs> not Emily Lane Christmas dinner. Think about what would be... I mean, I, I think turkey is very common, as is ham. I think you have to choose one. In, I mean, Dickens, it would be goose. See what I'm saying? Right, but what is... We're going to say turkey. Okay. 
turkey and stuffing. A point All right. Woo-hoo. All right. So now we are tied. <laughs> I love how Iggy gets so excited when we get one right. Iggy is very supportive of you, Emily. Very, very supportive. <laughs> he's, he's my cheerleading club. <laughs> we are uh, recording in Studio E, Studio Emily. That's true, yeah. And her fabulous, fabulous kitchen. Um, All right, so we had just settled down for a nap. Now what's happening? Well, when out on the roof there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Oh, no! (gasps) Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutter, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow. Oh, that's so pretty. Gave the luster of midday to objects below. What kind of objects do you think they were? Houses. (laughs) Benches. (laughs) When what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Okay, so this is something that I think is an aha moment in this story. We have a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. This means Santa is not this big guy. He's like tiny. No, it is off in the distance. When what to my wondering eyes should appear, he's looking off. <laughs> no, but except there was a rose on the roof. There was such a clatter. Yeah, I mean, it's he's like, it's he's, so, like, he's a tiny, jolly elf. He is tiny. No, and no. the... I think that we actually have a consistency problem here. <laughs> we have an editorial issue <laughs> with this poem. Why did the editor not catch this? That you can't like land on it and be miniature because, well, you know what? Let's hold on to that miniature thought as we read the rest of the poem and see if, if he re- remains pers- miniature or if he becomes full size like my childhood memory right. of this poem has I him. I mean, we see Santa in the mall. He's definitely not miniature. He's full size. Yeah. Okay, so so, with a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. So this is the guy we we've been waiting for, right? Question still remains: Right, is he miniature or full size? He's little old driver, little again. It says with a little old driver, so Mm -hmm. lively and quick. He's more... Is he like the size of the elf on a shelf? I think he is. I think it's miniature. Now, if he's that small, you know, the toys are quite large. This is this is him in this poem. Because, you know, throughout history, St. Nick and Santa Claus is a more of a full-size person. Hmm. You know, so that's this poem. This is this artist's but this is, representation. I feel like, almost like, this is the quintessential recollection of what is the Santa story. But before we go any further on this poem, Emily, <laughs> what not? wine is accompanying us? Because oh. we have to drink the wine, too. Oh, my God, we do. Oh, yeah. no. So we have to drink the wine also. And the and the brandy whiskey. Okay. Yeah. So I poured a new favorite for us. Um, I actually have, I have about eight bottles of these currently oh my. in my library because this is how much I really love it. And um, it's a great price point for what it is. It's a Shipley. And so Shipley is this region of Burgundy that, you know, we both happen to really, really love. And to me, Shibli's are just, it's a pretty small region. It's its just so darn pretty. Mm-hmm. Every time we drink a Shibli, it is pretty wine. And so I tasted this as a 2019 from Bichot. And I, I had this bottle, which is, it's like a $30 bottle. I have to tell you, it tastes 
easily like a $60 bottle. Oh, wow. It is. I'm going to swirl it up. I have to tell you, a problem is do not overchill it. Like, I think you really want it. You really want the aromatics on this for, one. For most Chiblis or? In general, like a okay. good a good white wine you don't want to okay. overchill. But this one in particular, I really love it when it comes, you know, you want the chill there, but you want to come it closer to your root tub. Yeah. And I really feel like you get the full experience. You know, it's it's got those white flowers. It has that touch of honey. It, it's got a really full mouthfeel. It has acidity. It has... Uh, you know, it it just goes on and on in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So we did just go from our spirit drink to this. So my tasting notes aren't going to be quite evolved until I get a few more sips of this. But I have to say, I think for the price, this will, you know, Chablis Burgundies, you're entering in the $50, $60 price point. And so... To get it for $30 is, is, a, is a deal. It's a big win. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, it's quite tasty. Yeah. And it does. It, it tells a story. It does tell a story, kind of like, like the a, one we're reading. A Christmas story. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it might be a little bit more rapid than Eagles. Actually, it's not. It's longer lasting than Eagles. But more rapid than Eagles, his courses, they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher... Now, Dancer! Now, Prancer and Vixen! On Comet! On Cupid! On Donner! And Blitzen! To the top of the porch! To the top of the wall! Now, dash away! Dash away! Dash! Away all. I think we should have been in theater. <laughs> Girl, people are going to be calling us up, asking us to come do these readings for them. Right, Dramatic readings. You know, that's just how it is. I always love that little aspect of this poem, you know, and I can, this is how I like remember uh, the, uh, the the names of the reindeer. Oh, totally. Is is this bit right here. You, you know? know, and there is, it's something like how the alphabet, like I have to almost do like, I have to be at a certain place in the alphabet to know the right letter of the letters or or arrangement of the letters. It's the same thing. Like in order to remember all the reindeer, I have to start at the beginning. You know, there's this whole cadence to it. Right, right. That is what stimulates my memory on it. And it's like an earworm, right? And it's really cool that literature can stick with you. Yeah. You know, when we hear this as kids and now we're grown adults, some would say, that we're not, but, and it's just still there. It's still a, a real nice memory, so. Absolutely. Um, well, thinking about literature, should we maybe, like, look into the trivia sec- section oh, of movies and books? And, yeah. You know, yeah, and see, yeah. test our knowledge and. See if we can, since we're tied. Mm-hmm. See what we can. Christmas movies and books. Okay. So, who helped Rudolph after he left the North Pole? Who left Rudolph after mm-hmm. he left the North Pole? Mm-hmm. Um, Think about the animation story. The claymation I, one. I have no idea right well, now. Well, there's quite a few characters that actually helped him. So his girlfriend, Clarice, was one of them. There was the um, the elf that was evicted because he wanted to be a dentist, Herbie the dentist. And then there was also the lumberjack guy. And even the Bumble. I just keep thinking the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. And that's not... Well, it was the Bumble. And Let me yeah. see. Hermie the Elf and Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. 
Is that? Yeah. Well, Clarice also helped. They shut out Clarice. I... The female <laughs> character doesn't get credit. She totally deserves credit in this situation. And uh, we're going to have an episode on Clarice, the female character, and Rudolph. Yes. Uh, next mo- next week. I I have to say that I don't recall it as vividly as you do. So okay. this is... Uh, it's I, a holiday favorite. I have now not gotten the answer right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just... I just thought, I mean, clearly. Clearly, I should know this. I, I thought for sure. Right. All right. So let me see if I can find a question for you. <laughs> I'm not going to ask her a Rudolph question because she will know. Well, I just, you know. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe you'll know this one. Okay. What was the name of the animated Christmas movie featuring Tom Hanks? Oh, Polar Express. That's all I was I answered it. <laughs> I just, I love that movie. You know what I, well, I love it and I also struggle with it because it's a little bit, it's kind of dark, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I have to be like in a good mindset to actually put that movie on because I know it's so intense, but the music is beautiful. And of course doing, like I just did a Christmas Pops concert, we did a musical selection from Polar Express and that's always so fun. It's gorgeous, gorgeous music. Beautiful, beautiful film. What's really cool in, in St. Louis, and they probably do this other places in the country, is at Union Station they actually have like the Polar Express ride, and I would say that in air quotes, where families can you know sign up and they go on a little train car and they have like the Polar Express and the kids are all in their pajamas and stuff and the parents and stuff. I haven't gone, but I've seen families that have and they look like they've had a really great time. So... Yeah, I know. If I always wanted to go, it's just, it seems it like It would be odd if it, like, exactly. you, you and I went. Adult vision. They needed an adult version. A Polar That's Express. all about, like, adult beverages. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be so fun. And we want to be hanging around a bunch of adults in our pajamas drinking beverages. Yes. Strangers that we don't know in yeah. our pajamas. I mean, flannel PJs. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be wearing my lingerie. Well, think, my naughty oh my lingerie. God. Oh, my God. Emily has boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first on this podcast. I mean, she know. doesn't put egg on pie and she doesn't wear her lingerie in public. In public. <laughs> not anymore. No. no. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> you know, like I said, we're grown now. I know, I know. Yeah. So um, I have a surefire question for okay. you. Okay. And I love this. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It is from a Christmas story. Why couldn't Ralphie have a BB gun? Because it would shoot his eye out. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I know. All right. Yeah. Have you ever tried to watch the the, the marathon story too? No, I haven't. Is it terrible? This is why I said, have you tried to watch it? It's so <laughs> not great. <laughs> I wanted to love it. I've tried it so many times, and every time I make it like three minutes, and then I'm like, oh god, I can't. I just can't. And I'm just so loyal to the verse, but also the characters are just acting in a similar way that we are reading Twas the Night Before Christmas. It is really, over the time. It, it is really it, indulgent. Yes. Yeah. So. This is a gimme. What Bing Crosby song is the best-selling White single Christmas. ever? See, I don't even, you have to, yeah, White Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah. Oh, Emily one. is like two for two now in this category. I mean, First of all, I love that movie, White Christmas. It is one of my favorites. Wait till we get to the religion section. I'm, get, I'm, I'm totally going to be do- decimated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, I love, love that film so much. It does bring tears to my eyes every time. Like, It's a Wonderful Life. They mm-hmm. both do it. And it's something that really resonates for audiences because it is one of those songs that when I, you know, I did this Christmas concert recently, and it is one of those that people like tear up, oh. they stand up, they yeah. applaud because it holds such deep memory for people. And it's going to be a song where people are going to be actually singing it because climate change. And they're like, they're going to be right. longing for the time when we had a white, a white Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, it was 72 degrees in St. Louis yesterday, people. I know. I know. <laughs> in December. I love the whole white Christmas thing. And I do, yeah. I do miss that. We'll have we'll have snow in April probably, <laughs> right? You know something like that. Okay, right. so here's an interesting question. Okay, what toy has magical powers to go on a new adventure every night after the kids go to sleep? What toy has mm-hmm. magical powers to go on a new adventure every night? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> well, this is a this will be interesting. Uh, a train. <laughs> I'm really like totally this is wrong. The elf on a shelf. Okay, so okay. how is that a toy? It's like animated in different ways. Yeah, so I was okay. I was not aware that the elf on the shelf was actual was an actual toy. Yeah, because so. he's real. <laughs> so so here it goes. <laughs> I'm down. Do you want to? Do you want another one? No, 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 no. I can I'm, give you like a, yeah. a better one. Yeah. Oh, these are all so easy. These the others are so easy. <laughs> yeah. Like we need. We okay, need. I'm gonna ask you the, your final one okay. for this section. Okay. What is the first? No, I'm not gonna give you that one. Too easy. No, it's too easy. There's so many that are easy. Uh huh. And you didn't give me that one. Okay. What made Frosty come to life in the movie Frosty the Smoke His Snowman? Hat. Yeah, it was her hat. Emily is three for three, and I'm one for three. So Emily's now. Emily's you have spirit. Had... I do. Oh, wait, you got Christmas spirit. What's the cheerleading? <laughs> we did not. Got... Bra- we did not break that piece of. I got Christmas spirit. I do. I don't know. I'm a terrible cheerleader. I'm trying to figure it out. Defense. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> that's, that's. I need. I need a strategy. I need. I need my people to. You're gonna choose religion next time. <laughs> And the thing is, is that when I go, when I do trivia nights, uh-huh. I have like this group of people who know all the answers oh, and that's how I win trivia nights. And yeah. now, now they're never going to take me on trivia. No. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe Christmas movies aren't your strong suit. Well, some of those questions I knew the answers to. This is the ones you picking. I didn't know well, the answers to. But anyway, <laughs> back to, okay, back back to, to our dramatic reading. <laughs> Of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And we had just hollered at the... At, to recap, we had just hollered at all of the all reindeer. All the reindeer. Yeah. And we dashed... We told them... And they said, dash away, dash away, dash yes. away. All. Yes. All right. As dry leaves... <laughs> Hold on. Let me try again. Do you need some more wine? <laughs> we still have to drink the whole bottle. And we're getting, and- and we're getting pretty close. To, yeah. I know. I know. As dry leaves that before... <laughs> It's not so dramatic anymore. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get Take a dramatic. shot. Take, take a shot. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Maybe you should start. You start? <laughs> As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So, 
That was my computer. <laughs> they didn't have computers back then, so. <laughs> so up to the housetop, the courses, they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas, too. You know, again, we don't know. We don't know if he's miniature or Tiny. not. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to have us look up the, the word coursers because Cors- is coursers another oh. name for reindeer? Because they used yes, it earlier. The they yeah. His, like, more it's rapid than eagles, his coursers that came. So a courser, yeah. like, so it's spelled like course. So like, it's like, like the an, an obstacle who course. lead the course. Yeah, must or be. The reindeer that lead the course. Yeah, we're or using the... context clues here. <laughs> but yeah, so like guides, yeah. you know, so the reindeers would be guides or something like that. Yeah, know. wasn't that fascinating? Interesting. Okay. All right, back, back into the yes. voice. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. That's kind of terrifying. I mean, wouldn't you be a little like, what the hell is going on on my rooftop? I would have called critter control. (laughs) I tell you what. And they'd have come out, um, and they'd have these traps going, and then I'd have to pay like $25 for every every reindeer or elf they caught in the traps. Because they would catch them, and then they would go and release them. You know, some farm-to-table, like, kitchen would be really <laughs> happy about that reindeer. <laughs> Very fresh. <laughs> Actually, though. That's really, that's really fun sick to- while, I, while I eat my cheese. <laughs> I actually am dealing with a real-life critter control problem right now, and it's Are you? not its not reindeer. It's squirrels. Oh, I did that. I had that, too. Oh, my God. And I used i used critter control on the mice back in the, uh, the early 2000s, and then for the, for the squirrels, I used um, holpers. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, it's, it's been a challenge. And I, they <laughs> just, they put the traps up. They'll just kill the squirrels. Yeah, that's why I I struggled with that. But then, when they're living Uh, in your attic and they're like having children and stuff in your attic, it's between my second and third floor, and so they're they're crawling around. Yeah, yeah, just trap them. Just trap them. Well, I, I, what I ended up doing is um, I had somebody repair all the little windows and holes that they made, and they did it. They were like, you know, they banged on the house, and the squirrels left. They thought they left. Right. But they boarded it up, and there was yeah. still a squirrel trapped and the, inside. And so I'm like, it cannot die inside. So we had to undo some of the work that was done. And I now have this, like, one-way trap door that's been installed. So they can leave, but they can't come back. That's nice. That's And nice. then hopefully in the next couple of days, then we'll just, everybody will be out. And then, so Yeah, because anyway. you didn't want to be known as the house with the mad squirrels. I didn't want Screech, ghost squirrels. Screeching, screeching, because they couldn't get no. out of your house. Oh my god, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I had to. Yeah, ghost squirrels aren't my thing. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, when squirrels die and decay, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, we're just getting all kinds of notifications. I know. Um, <laughs> this all confirmation that we're on <laughs> the right track. Right on track. Well, I'm glad that you have a humane way of taking care of the squirrels in your home. It's kind of important to me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you were like you. They were eating off your plate. You remember? Oh yeah. So yeah. you have done. You have done this to yourself. I know, <laughs> but that was several years ago. Now <laughs> they remember. They remember, and they were like, you know what? Emily would let us. Hospitable place. She would think it's okay for us to live. Bed and breakfast, right here. Live in her house. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
exactly. All right, are we doing uh, trivia? I think we should. All like, right. what do you think category right, like matches up with with our topic that with a uh, with a uh, critter I feel like control? So we need like animals of Christmas or something. But we've already a, talked about the reindeer. How about a Christmas traditions? Okay, this will be easy, Emily. Oh, fun! That'll be good. Oh, this is interesting. I think. I'm not sure you're going to know this. Well, I know. I'm but I know down. that you are very smart when it comes to politics. Okay. And this actually relates to that. Okay. What was the last U.S. state to declare an official holiday for Christmas? Hawaii. I'm wrong. It what? Was, it was Oklahoma. What? Well, you would have gotten that wrong, too. But I got it wrong. Oklahoma. I would have thought that they'd be all about it. Well, and the reason I picked Hawaii was because Hawaii was the last state, state admitted to, be, to the union. Exactly. I agree. So you were right there with me. Yeah. And you lived there. Right. But we had we did have Christmas. But I, I know. But I just... Yeah. But that makes... I wonder. Hey, listener, would you mind researching why Oklahoma took so long to make Christmas a, a holiday? And then get back with us? Yeah. We'd appreciate that. We can't actually do that right now because we have a bottle of wine, a poem, mm-hmm. some whiskey, and cheese that we're working on. And trivia. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still down. Okay. You're going to catch up soon because I know you're queuing up a hard <laughs> one for me. <laughs> How about this one? This one might be fun to know the answer to. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you'll know it or not. But which country has a tradition of a witch dropping gifts for children through the chimney at Christmas? A witch. A witch. Oh, my God. That almost sounds like Eastern Europe or something. It sounds mm-hmm. really... Um, That's where I would go with it. Yeah. Huh. Oh, isn't that fascinating? Uh, I really don't know, so I'm just going to say... I'm going to say Romania, because I don't know. Italy. What? Yeah. Oh, my How God. How crazy is that? Oh, 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 Emily got it wrong. Hold on. <laughs> I did, I did not ask her what is Santa Claus called in France because she would know that. Of course, he's Père Noël. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, but on this whole like kind of worldly view of Santa, I would like to know, and I don't know this answer, so yeah. I know this is a tough one. But again, you kind of have a political view that you know. Yeah, well, is obviously, more obviously, than I. Uh, Christmas Fine. is political. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> can be. <laughs> Which American president banned Christmas trees in the White House? Wow. That is a trivia question that I have no idea. And we have trees so in the White House now because, you know, we like talk about what the first mm-hmm. lady, how they uh, decorate. But which president banned it? I would let me just, I'm going to say Grover Cleveland. Just because oh, that's, sure. that's just a weird name. Yeah. Okay. And let me see who it is. Oh, it was Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, my God. Seriously? Why? Guys, listeners, we have so many questions. Oh my so many goodness. why questions. But Was he thinking it was like somehow. He was very reali- environmentally. He was very environmentalist. Okay. Well, but then also, did he think there was like, it wasn't like from a religious standpoint, inclusive? No, they didn't worry about inclusivity and stuff <laughs> like that back then. Well, I don't know. Maybe. That was my answer. And that was my answer for Emily's thing. So why Teddy Roosevelt banned Christmas trees is our question. And why Oklahoma took so long to make Christmas a holiday. All right. All right. So let's see. All right. Um, no, uh, no, no, no. I got to ask you a question. Oh, now. really? Because I have an easy one for you. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. 
True or false? The first Christmas tree appeared in the United States. False. False. The answer is correct. Yeah, it doesn't say where. I would guess Germany. It did not. It did not say. Yeah. It was in Oklahoma. Yeah, definitely not <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Probably not Hawaii either. Or Hawaii. <laughs> and Teddy Roosevelt didn't. Uh, it was, uh, he, he wasn't yeah, part of that. For sure. <laughs> Okay, so this one is this is this is a nice easy one. Mm-hmm. So you know what decoration is made from a parasitic plant for all the botanists out there. What decoration is made? What from- Christmas decoration is made from a parasitic plant? <laughs> Boughs of holly. <laughs> Fa la 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 la. Oh, let me find out. Is that right? I think holly is parasitic, but it could be mistletoe. Mistletoe. That was because it's an ivy. That was my second right? answer. But we're gonna go ahead and uh, give me the <laughs> clown horn. I'm sorry. I do know that the <laughs> berries of holly are poisonous. So, so let's talk about this. Yeah. Mistletoe parasite. So what actually? What what message is that? Yeah. That you're supposed to kiss, kiss under, under mistletoe. mistletoe. Now you're in a parasitic relationship. Oh. I mean, it's like. I mean, I think that's kind Isn't of that curious. Now, a ball of mistletoe, you've, like, cut it apart. You've made it into a ball. It cannot propagate any further. Again, how does that relate to a romantic relationship? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not so sure. That is a really curious question. So, you know. The origin of the mistletoe would be very fascinating. So, the next time I'm at a a party, you know, and and some real hot guy wants to, you know, kiss me under the mistletoe, I'm going to be like, no. Uh huh. No, because that'll just mean that our relationship will be parasitic. You know, so so that's my excuse for to not kiss, to like avoid the mistletoe. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the other thing is like standing there under the mistletoe and Waiting. Waiting? Waiting. It's just constant rejection. <laughs> exactly. Like, does that make you feel really good about the holidays? It Not really. So now I know why I just <laughs> avoid the mistletoe. Because I don't want my my new relationship to be sparked underneath a parasitic plant. I've always wanted more mistletoe in my life, you know? Yeah. I, of course, I didn't know it was a parasitic plant. Plant, but... I, I, you know, I love kissing. Come on. Who doesn't? Who doesn't, right? And, like, so I'm kind of thinking... You know, I have a white elephant party coming up. Like, do I need to create a headband that has a spring with a mistletoe? <laughs> I just think that that could be really adorable. But you're right. You never know who's going to be well sweeping up under that mistletoe. And then how do you turn? How do you take that headband you off, off? Right, their crown of mistletoe off, so mm. they don't kiss you. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. These are definitely real life challenges. These are these are the <laughs> questions we ask ourselves when right. uh, when we are doing a holiday episode and drinking wine and brandy. Okay, so are we doing one more round of this round, or are we? Oh no, are we supposed to move on now? I don't know. I yeah, think I yeah. have an interesting question. Oh, for okay, you, we'll do one more question each. Okay, right. so hopefully it's one I'm going to know the answer to, so I can get a point. <laughs> no pressure. This is very easy. You're going to get a point. I'm okay. giving you a point right Even now. Even if I get it wrong, I get a point? I mean, you're okay. not going to get it wrong. Okay. You ready? The legend of Santa Claus is associated with which a saint or a monk? Nicholas? St. Nicholas? Come on. We know this answer. Thank you, St. Nicholas. Yes. You had to, Did you seriously? No. Girl, I didn't. Like... <laughs> Oklahoma was an answer. <laughs> I, I have started Saint, to doubt myself. Santa. Santa means yeah. saint. But it's Claus. 
Oh, Nicholas, I guess that could be. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you one more question. Right. I'm trying to find a hard one. Oh, I just gave you. <laughs> you are ahead. I don't know if the, if <laughs> the, if the viewers you. at home are pay, paying attention, but Emily has more points than I do right now by like two. Which country follows the tradition to light candles on the graves of relatives on Christmas Eve? Um, probably Mexico. Finland. Really? Finland. Isn't that beautiful? I do love that. That is a really beautiful tradition. Who knew? Who knew? All the people of Finland knew. (laughs) All of our listeners in Finland were like, we knew that answer. Hello. We knew that answer. Shout out to our Finland crew. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving back on to... Yes. Let's let's each sip a little bit of our wine because it's getting close. It is. We are almost, almost ready. Oh. Okay, so here we are. We just did. We um, are. So he's hoof. like. We did hoof. We, we did hoof. Okay. So, as I drew in my head and was turning around, trying to really go dramatic here, down the chimney, Saint Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed <laughs> all in fur from his head to his foot, mm-hmm. and his clothes were all tarnished. With ashes and soot. That's a little terrifying. This now, is, you know, again, mm-hmm. is he miniature or is he big? Well, that's true. It, it definitely leans into is it terrifying or not. If he's miniature, I'm not so concerned. My thoughts are if he's miniature, he shouldn't get so dirty. Well, that's Because true. he's not touching the sides. That's true. So now he's big. Yeah. In my mind, he's big. Yeah. And he was dirty. I mean, think about it, Emily. If some man, I'm... I don't care if he's <laughs> rotund and jolly and, you know. And has a bag full of toys. And has a bag full of toys. <laughs> found his way down your chimney mm-hmm. and then came out of your fireplace, mm-hmm. all in your fireplace ash and stuff. I think you might be a little upset. I'm not so sure it's actually viable today. Like, what is Santa doing now with the fact that we all have our alarm systems, yeah. our cameras, all um, this stuff? He uses Amazon and DoorDash and things <laughs> like that. It's actually, he just does that kind of stuff. Of course, supply chain meltdown right now. What's he going to do this year? Well, you know, San- Emily, you know, Santa, he operates outside the normal supply chain. Mm. He doesn't have to abide by the same rules of the economy and commerce that us mere mortals have to. Well, hopefully COVID didn't affect the oh, COVID, North Pole. COVID didn't even go to the North Pole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but if they did... I love did, that you have that direct line to I Santa. Do. You're like, hey, I Santa, did. how's yeah. it up there, man? Yeah. My, my children are all grown, but I still <laughs> chat with Santa. But Santa said if COVID ever came to the North Pole, his elves were ready to wear masks because they've got the ears to hold it. <laughs> oh. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like they could hold like industrial size masks because it's not going to affect That's them because I got those ears. Yeah. But I would be very upset if some random man, even if I was expecting him, showed up through my chimney and then spread ashes through my house. That's even true. if you have a Roomba, it's still a bit of a bit of a pain. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. So aside from you know, like next to Santa's cookies and milk. And, oh, and he's carrots. dirty like that. I know. He is dirty. But next to the plate should be like a lint roller. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Your, your carefulness is appreciated, Santa. COVID times. There's also some hand sanitizer <laughs> for him to you know, do with his hands. It's like, don't enter the house without your mask and hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh, my 
and you came through the chimney. Oh my god. <laughs> Why didn't you get the chimney swept? I thought I got the chimney swept. Well, you didn't get the chimney swept. Look at the shit that's all over the, the living room now. Damn Santa. <laughs> Santa. Every year. Ruin my carpet again. <laughs> I don't think insurance is going to let us claim it again this year. <laughs> god. But what? you know what he does? In return of ruining your carpet and bringing COVID into your house, <laughs> he brings you a bundle of toys that he has flung on his back. And, you know, he might look like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, oh, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses. His nose, like a cherry. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy! It's like a tasty note. It's like a Santa tasty note. Oh, on the uh, on the cheeks, I got a little bit of rose rose going on. What kind of cherry is this? You know, is it one of the? Is it a black cherry? Is it a? Is, is it a? Is it a cherry from Washington State? Is it? Is it a is Michigan it, cherry? Yeah. Is it a cherry that has no no ancestor because it was mm. made in a lab and it's now in the cherry pie filling? Is it acidic? Is it a sweet? Is it? You know, what kind of, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. speaking of these notes, we never really talked about the panty of choice. So like, are we asking of our wine or if yeah. Santa were a panty? <laughs> well, I, that's a very good question. I think this is, I think we've got to marry them both. Mm-hmm. Like if our wine well, was a panty and Santa was wearing it. That's a very, well... <laughs> That might be really complicated. But no, no. I was actually like, if Santa were our wine, mm. but you're right. I think if Santa were, were drinking our wine and wearing a panty, well, it would be clean. <laughs> Unlike the Santa stain on the chimney that came down the chimney. Okay. So self-cleaning panties. <laughs> Uh, I of course COVID safe. COVID safe, but I, I would I would go with a traditional. It's going to be um, a bright red satin with mm. um, white, white, white little fur trim around oh, the so around the you know waist and the legs, and, and yeah. of course you can't wear it under anything because of the fur trim. But you can wear it under your flannel pajamas when you go on the Polar Express train ride for adults. <laughs> or you can wear it while you're waiting for Santa to come down the chimney. Now, that's a different kind of <laughs> was the night before Christmas story that we're not reading tonight. I know, but we have heard about Mommy kissing Santa Claus. So, yes, we have. We you have. know, it happens. Yeah. I mean, I think role-playing is very healthy <laughs> for relationships. But... Right. Um, yeah, so if Santa were a panty, well, he would, it would be a, uh, if, if our wine that Santa were drinking was a panty. Would it be quite jolly? <laughs> it's a jolly panty. <laughs> I don't know, Emily, what is a jolly panty? I don't know. Is what it, do you is, want to skip around in? Is, is it a panty that just makes your nether regions just feel so light and gay? Yes! <laughs> you just want to 
You want to walk around and skip hug and, and kiss jump. everybody. Yes, with my mistletoe headband. Mistletoe because every bit of your body just is so happy now. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I want. If we could actually market those fancies, <laughs> we will be so rich. So rich. Right. All right. Okay, that's that's coming into our e-commerce system soon. <laughs> You're the fashion expert. You're going to take it back to your team. You're like, like yeah. I got to make panties that are joyful. Yes, <laughs> that yes. Bring, that bring joy. And we got to find some influencers to support it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it yet, but that's what they need to do. <laughs> Michelle and I decided last night. <laughs> I'm sure Santa has some influencers he's going to mm. send our way. <laughs> Santa has his own influence. He's an influencer himself. I mean, yeah. Just go straight to Santa. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be waiting in the panty by the fireplace. Let him know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what is very surprising about the fact that when he comes down this chimney, what you recognize about him is that he has a droll little mouth drawn up like a bow. And his beard on his chin is white as the snow. The droll little mouth is very confusing to me. Because droll, you think of like... Almost like a like a frown, neck, right? Yeah, but it's drawn up like a bow, which so, means he's like, smiling. Is he happy, sad? Like, what's going on there? You know, it's a really. I bet he's pensive, like pensive, pensive. with that with that forced smile. Like, oh shit, there's somebody, somebody here. Caught somebody oh. caught me. Damn it! Like, it's, it's going to take me longer now. It's going to put me mm. back I'm five have or ten minutes. I have to take. Oh, geez, I'm going to have to gonna... put on these panties. I'm going to have to use this hand sanitizer. <laughs> Oh damn it! I can't use the restroom. I was really hoping to use the restroom because this fucker—he yeah. just—he—he's curious. He had to come check it out. It's a fake smile. Mm, yeah, it's forced. Like oh, oh it's oh, you, it's you, and oh, I don't have. I don't I was, have something for you. I was going to give you coal, but now that you caught me, you bastard, I got to give you something good. Exactly. <laughs> All right, that makes a lot of sense. Well, the stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, which mm. might explain the droll smile because he's also clenching mm. his teeth. Sorry. The stump of a pipe. Mm, let me say this again. <laughs> the stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. Girlfriend. I mean, that's he is, some he's, he is so not not a good guess. <laughs> he's, he's bringing soot. He's smoking, he's smoking a pipe. He's like, there's now my house smells like tobacco and <laughs> soot. But it comes with a consolation prize. You get a gift. I mean, but seriously. Okay, it's like a Happy Meal toy, right? <laughs> you get your gift, but I'm 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 smoking it up. I'm lighting up in your house. And that's the other thing is like, seriously, dude, you are flying around in a sleigh <laughs> in the sky with reindeer. How are you keeping that pipe lit? Is this yeah. an early vape? <laughs> Did Santa really and have, what's he vaping? The, well, I mean, clearly he needs some sort of vice to keep him through the night. And I, I thought it was Frosty that had a <laughs> corn cob pipe, but now he's got the pipe. Uh, a stump of a pipe. So it's, he's really been, like, it is. The stump of a pipe. So so is it just the part that it connects to the the round cylinder? I don't know. Is he's that what he's got? Way is, too long. It's almost gone. Or is it, or has he, yeah, does he just have like a. He's whittled away because the idea is it, is of, it, of delivering it, millions of toys to families <laughs> dealing with hand sanitizer, it's just way too much. He's too frustrated. He's like, and now he's been caught. <laughs> 
Yeah. If I have to eat one more fucking cookie. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're moving on. Well, you know, he had a broad face and a round little belly. That, that yeah. That shook when he laughed. Like a bowl full of jelly. I mean, is this the kind of thing we can say about a person now? I mean, no, we can't. It's this, just this, actually, mean. this whole poem could not be written in today's days, <laughs> especially the next line. Emily. Right? He was chubby and plump, and a right jolly old elf. That's a little thing again. I know. Old and and jolly and an elf. elf. Yeah. And I laughed when I saw him, in spite of myself. That is so mean. It's totally mean. He was laughing at him being fat. And jolly and the little old elf. And old. So, fat so, and old. He's so laughing at him. Is Santa an elf? I didn't think Santa was an elf. Santa had, he is. And according to this, yeah. this deep dive. He's got to be. He's got a magic. He's miniature. Yeah. He's tiny. But he's got a big, round, fat belly. And I, again, you know, I think it's. A shame that, you know, here we are, we're in a body positive day, and yeah. he's being called out for, you know, all the desserts we feed him. Right. We're making him right. fat. Right. So, yeah. Emily, if you could choose a a dessert that would be help, more healthy for Santa, mm. Mm. but still give him the fuel that he could continue on, because there's lots of children that need need their toys delivered. Hummus? Hummus. <laughs> Here's your plate of hummus. What's great is that there's always carrots out for the reindeer. So Santa can have some. And then he can... Yeah, yeah. I think if Santa was eating hummus at every house that he was visiting, somebody would have Santa sitting in their bathroom for a while. And it would probably delay Christmas. That even though the time zones and stuff, you don't think he has the ability to spend time. I think he has to. There's all that's the only way he can get it all done. Well, I do have a a fun thing to say about Santa and time zones. One of my classmates from uh, when I was growing up in California, her father was the one that created the Santa Tracker on the TV. That is amazing. Isn't that awesome? Oh, my God. Yeah. The wow. The Feral Sisters, their daddy created the Santa Tracker. I love that. Yeah. Well, okay. How, how neat is that to like have that in your little you know family bailiwick, right? Yeah. Oh, what did your dad do? <laughs> created the Santa Tracker. Oh, I can't go. I can't beat that. I can't, I can't, can't that. compete. I mean, I know my dad's been like president of four different countries and stuff, but he didn't. He didn't create the Santa Tracker. You know, I always remember as a kid. You know, when you're talking about your parents and what they do for a living. You Did know. you make up stuff? No, <laughs> no. But I just think it's so interesting thinking back upon those moments and what as kids we thought were was cool and not cool, and what as adults we identify as cool and not cool. So let's uh, let's move yeah. to some Christmas trivia questions. Uh, are we thinking carols? Like, oh, I guess we could go to the Christmas carols. There's carols like a whole lot or... of stuff here. Uh, you know how I'm avoiding religion. <laughs> I thought, thought we just go straight into religion. <laughs> we can do that. That's fine. That's okay. Let's do it. Let's let's go ahead and get your like your wrong answers. Uh... Yeah, get them out. Okay. How many points does a snowflake traditionally have? I'm gonna say. I'm going to say six. Let's see what the answer is. Six. Yahoo! Emily gets it. 
Another point for Emily. If the listeners are Thank paying attention that. at home, uh, Emily is currently winning. Well, we'll see what happens after this round. All right. So every elf has this ornament on the tip of their shoes. Which ornament are we talking about? Girl, I'm going to guess because I don't really know the answer. A, a bell, maybe? I don't know. Bells! Bells! Yeah! Well, see, we're talking fashion. (laughs) Fashion meets the the claws. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let me find a a difficult one. (laughs) You're so cruel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are the gifts that the three wise men gave baby Jesus, according to Christmas history? Frankincense, myrrh. (laughs) <laughs> should I should I do the clock? Hold on. I should know this. You should know this. But I'm not gonna pass judgment. Gold. Yes, girl, it is it gold. Is gold. <laughs> yes. And she gets another point. Woo! Thank God. I was sweating that one out. And I don't sweat. <laughs> All right. So what popular Christmas carol also moonlights as a lullaby? Silent night. Is <laughs> <laughs> <Did> it I win? <laughs> We are in. And speaking of Silent Night, all right. Where are we at with this? We were talking this, about po- body Silent Night. Oh, positivity. <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> a wink of his eyes <laughs> and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings. Then turned with a jerk. Where are we at? <laughs> and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. Just a finger to his nose. <laughs> And a whistle. I mean, bewitched. She had to. She had to like wiggle her nose. Right. All Santa has to do is put one finger to his nose, and he's right up the chimney. Mm-hmm. I again, a woman has to work twice as hard <laughs> to be able to do the same thing that a man can do. And they didn't really exchange anything. I have learned nothing about Santa. In this, in You're this. right. Well, maybe that's the point. He's this elusive being that we really know nothing about. You know, we don't know if he's like big. Or small, or an elf, or, a, or little, a person, or a you know, we just know he invades homes. Well, I think I think what's interesting here, some of the interesting things is that this poem, and we're not done with the poem, but we have we both have like a half a glass left of wine, and we promised you that we'd yeah. have our wine done before the poem right. is finished, and we have two lines left, and we're doing our best. Yeah, but so I want to tell people that this poem was published anonymously. On December 23rd, 1823. So oh. a lot earlier than I had originally stated in this podcast. Yeah. So this poem is 98 years old. You did the math. You figured it out. No. It it's is 198 <laughs> like, years like, old. It's, I mean, this feels like it's not old enough. <laughs> 190. I did the math and I was wrong. 
And so then I redid the math. Have some more wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's 198 years, and it was uh, published in a Troy, New York newspaper called The Sentinel. Hmm. That is amazing. That the, the well, longevity. It is. It is, and it's and it's still this iconic favorite of the season. Okay, so you know what's fascinating about this is that you know there's only four handwritten copies of this that are known wow. to exist. Three of them are in museums to date, which is great. I'm glad that they are you know preserved, but one of them was purchased for two hundred and eighty thousand dollars in two thousand six. Knowing that there's only four copies of handwritten... Of this poem. Yeah. And kind of understanding, like, foreign art and, like, these. this book has created Christmas tradition globally. This poem. This is just a poem. Yeah. That has created these traditions. It's pretty astounding, the power that one poem can have. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. Wow. Hey, take a sip so oh. we can finish oh this God. poem, you know? Yeah. Do you want to vamp? Do I want to vamp? You want to ask a, uh, a question? Oh, I can ask a question. I can talk a little bit. Um, where is the world's largest nativity scene? I have no clue. But if I were to guess, it would be somewhere that's, you know, it's all about creating this huge experience. And, you know, America, we're known for that. And, of course, Vegas, the lights. Well, actually, you're not correct on that. <laughs> Let me do that again. I you wrote, enjoy that I so do, much. I do, because, like, yeah. you know, you keep getting everything <laughs> right. Uh, it's actually in Einsiedeln, Switzerland. Oh, that's where the world's largest. Yeah, that, the, Swiss, the Swiss. They did that. I love they that. They, I also, love make, that they also make watches there. <laughs> I know, so watches. Nativity and- scenes and watches. That's where the, And chocolate. And, and banking. <laughs> And, and big money. And big money. <laughs> the Swiss are known for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so with these final sips, are we finishing out this poem? I, 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 we're, we're getting close. We're doing we're it, right? We're getting close, but we have to... F- oh, we're, oh, no question? No question for me? Oh, yeah. Or well, you just won that bonus? You, you want that extra credit can so you, you, t- t- you can like really win? <laughs> I, feel, I feel so good. I feel like I'm on it. All right. When was the first tree put up at the Rockefeller Center? Seriously, that's the question you're going to end on. No, seriously, you should find out. But that's not your question. Okay, okay, because like, like we don't want to hear like another clown horn because Michelle doesn't know the answer to the question. Okay, all right, that's just a curiosity. It's not your question. Oh, thank you. But hey, listeners, I'll give you you this one. This one, this one, you'll get. Okay. Okay. What is the most popular ornament used to place at the top of a Christmas tree? I have Christmas ornaments for 800, uh, Emily. Uh, it's a daily double. and uh, Write be- your question in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, putting, I'm betting all my money. <laughs> is it star? I hope so. Or what, what? is it angel? Or is it angel? <laughs> oh, fuck! It's angel! Ah, yes! It's angel! I lost again. Oh, my Emily God. Emily is the Christmas winner. <laughs> Except if any of our listeners are actually paying attention, I I hope it was close. It was close. I've lost I've lost count. Um, we have we both have a a bit of a. a you did me a kindness by by not diving too deep into religion. <laughs> what was the name of the baby that was born to Mary and Joseph? Oh Quick for seven hundred dollars, Emily. 
<laughs> oh Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> and that's uh, she's right again. Uh, what what was what was the color of the dress that Mary wore as she gave birth in the manger? Oh my God! <laughs> what would you wear if you were giving well, birth in a ma- she was manger? She's a virgin. She was white. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you went again. So you know more about religion than you thought, Emily. <laughs> Mm. All right. for sure all right so, so here we are so we have we yeah we just have a so he's left. he's he's uh he was chubby plump um he rose up the chimney with a he little thistled. nod he thistled in his nose um and uh he whistled so, oh this is the last you, but what? i heard him explain ere he drove out of sight Happy Happy Christmas Christmas to all and and to all all a good night. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy (laughs) holidays. Thank you for coming along this interesting trip with us today. (laughs) And uh, may you have many, many blessings and and we'd love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to more conversations in the new year. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.